On Browns, your daily Cleveland Browns podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Good evening, everybody, and as the nice lady says, this is Locked On Browns, your daily podcast covering the Cleveland Browns, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Uh, guys, uh, like I always say, uh, Locked On NFL Net, check us out over at Instagram, check us out over on Twitter, uh, Twitter. everything is feeded through there, the personal account, obviously, at Jeff underscore LJ underscore Lloyd. At the Locked On Browns Twitter account. Uh, guys, I, I was trying to get you a nice, big, juicy guest here to close out the year. And we were able to do this. Um, so we're going to sit down here, break bread. Um, first things first, what I'm going to tell you is, guys, when you're going to marry, make sure you marry a solid, solid, solid lady. And I can tell you right now, our guest here tonight did just that. Uh, nobody speaks as well of their husband as Mrs. Sarah Zeitler. Kevin Zeitler, kind enough to join us here this evening. Kevin, uh, you know, like I like to ask any player when we get to talk to him, I mean, here we are, you know, headed into week 17. First things first, how's the body holding up? I'm feeling great. Um, you know, just with the way the season is gone, I think it just gives everyone extra energy, and I think everyone, myself included, is all feeling real good at this point. I mean, you guys did have some spells. You know, Terrence Mitchell gone for a while. You know, Denzel Ward's gone through his things. But, you know, and this is a lot of things, you know, teams late in the year want to make excuses. I know some people have done it for the Bengals, you know, the times you guys have played them, oh, well, they're ravaged by injuries. Look, it, it's just the way it goes. Sometimes, you know, somebody draws the ace of spades and their team or their season may just get derailed and decimated by injuries. Yeah, that's 100%. You know, we play a physical game. Anything can happen, any play. And, you know, you can say it's luck sometimes. You know, we've been real lucky this year overall. You know, a couple things here, but the team has been great. And, you know, we're still healthy and we still have energy and we're ready to play. And, you know, obviously, you know, as we head down here to Baltimore to close out the season, we're going to see more of that. And, you know, again, now this is, you know, second time. Uh, well, I mean, you know, another kind of division opponent for, you know, it'll be, you know, last week was an interesting test because for Freddie and Baker, this is the first time since, you know, Freddie is and Greg have been head coach and offensive coordinator that you saw a common opponent. Um, did you guys try to incorporate some different things? Because, I mean, it's kind of been a little bit fortunate for Freddie in the fact that he never had to deal with, you know, a division opponent for a second time. But going into this second Bengal game, were there a couple of wrinkles you guys wanted to slip in so you weren't completely going with the same thing? Um, you know, I think, you know, just me on the O-line. You know, <laughs> I kind of just go out there and whatever's called is called. I don't get too deep into the game plan. Um, but obviously, whatever it was called obviously worked. So, <laughs> not sad about it. Yeah, of course. And look, you know, I mean, it, it, you know, to close out, you know, you know the uh, you know regular season at home and, and the way you guys did... And, you know, obviously the place filled, and with it being the 23rd and everybody excited, rolling in the holidays. Um, it, I mean, I just know for me, you know, the listeners are here. Everybody is geeked up. The fact that you can close the season out with four in a row, and then we'll just go on and on with some of this stuff. Um, now, obviously, you know, week one, the Pittsburgh game, you know, obviously the spotlight was put on you guys early. I mean, with the, with the draft picks, with the offseason, then obviously, you know, the hard knocks coming through. You know, the week one tie against Pittsburgh, always forever the older brother, uh, oh so close in New Orleans. And then it was, you know, the big Thursday night and, you know, a little bit of struggling. You know, Tyrod, you know, unfortunately got injured for him. But now, you know, this team and this city, you know, they've got their quarterback for the future. And it was, you know, every I, I just remember sitting there watching it and it was like, wow, this game is really drab and everybody was really geeked up. And then all of a sudden, you know, Baker got in there with you guys and everything just clicked. And it literally was like a B12. I mean, in everything offensively, there were no more issues anymore. The ball was going to get moved. Guys were going to run for yards. Passes were going to get caught. Points were going to be scored. It just seemed like from that moment, I mean, literally just the energy was just infused into this offense. Yeah, I mean, obviously, you know, 
as an old offense, you never want to see, you know, we had Tyrod in there, and you never want to see him go down. Obviously, the Jets were doing some things that were hurting us, but obviously, you know, Baker, we didn't want to see him for a while, but he came in, he stepped up, you know, he did everything he needed to do, and, you know, obviously we came out that first win in so long, and that was huge. And obviously, he's continued having great success the whole season. Well, you, I mean, essentially, you went, what, almost 18 months as a member of the Cleveland Browns without tasting a victory in a, in a football game? Yep, that's right. <laughs> How tough was that first year? How tough was that first year going 0-16? I know I've talked to uh, Dan, Dan Orlovsky. I've had him on the show before. And he's one guy who went through an 0-16 season. And, and he said, he's like, man, he's like, you just, you don't realize the weight you carry around with that. Yeah, um, it was uh, pretty rough, you know. The energy is gone. And even though, like, everyone cares so much, like, just nothing is working. It's a very, very unique feeling. And I obviously don't recommend it for anyone's health. Like, it's not a good feeling. <laughs> exactly. Uh, you know, that's the kind of thing that keeps sports psychologists probably in business and making a pretty buck. Um, now, since Freddie and, you know, it's taken over the offensive side of the ball, the offensive line, you know, and obviously Greg, Greg Robinson has gone in as the left tackle here and kind of just stabilized that. But it is amazing what you guys have done and, you know, I think it's, it's seven quarterback hits. I don't know if it's over five five weeks or six weeks. And I know that's why we were all pushing so hard to get some of you guys into the Pro Bowl. But it's amazing what you're doing. I mean, Baker, who, you know, doesn't run often. I mean, you see this guy at the end of the game, and he doesn't have a grass stain on him, for God's sakes. Kevin? <laughs> I mean, I think that's a big credit. You know, Greg came in after, uh, you know, does got hurt and, uh, you know, I think it was obvious when he got here, you know, you can see why he was the sec- you know, second pick in the draft a couple of years back, you know, physically very talented, freak athlete. You know, I think, you know, he's just been able to settle in. You know, the offense agrees with him, the coaching agrees with him, and, you know, I think he's been able to show what he, you know, is capable of here. And obviously that's helped the whole line as a whole, and, you know, everyone else is playing well, and, you know, we've been, uh, doing the things we need to do, and we got to finish that up right this week. Yeah, I mean, and it seems like that as the weeks go on, I mean, this this offensive line, you guys seem like a very, very tight unit. I know you guys, I mean, Christmas Eve, you guys are into the weight room, getting your work in. I mean, you know, obviously, there's success everywhere pretty much now. You know, all units, everywhere on the team. But, I mean, offensively, it's going to drive through the offensive line. And I think a lot of it has to do with health because there's not been many changes. But you guys just week in, week out, just seem to grow together and play better, and it's allowed them to add more to the playbook, and it's impressive to see the way that you guys have gone. Obviously, you know, the interior is the same from last season. You know, two new tackles, though, but you guys seem like you're putting together a solid effort and growing together. I think, you know, having the guys these last couple weeks all together, I don't think anyone really missed any time at all. So, you know, we've been able to figure each other out. Obviously, the interior we've had, this is year two together, so we all know how we think, how we set, how we, you know, do things and then obviously Hub came in he played a lot of football very smart guy you know it just everything gelled so nicely and you know it's a good group of guys to work with yeah now one thing that we've uh maybe it started with the Carolina game you know Freddie's been running these counters and now you know once you run a couple of these counters and they're successful you start running some play action so the misdirection first off you've got some guys on defense just standing there on their heels um, this isn't, you know, how, how does this work offensively? Is this a little bit more difficult for you guys doing something different like this, or is it just like, all right, find my guy, line him up, square him up? Um, I think, you know, when things get changed up, you know, they do a good job of prepping us. You know, I think, you know, our line in general is pretty smart. So, 
we know how things will usually react to certain things. And obviously, when it plays work like that, we're not sad about it. So keep them coming. Well, and, you know, as any offensive lineman will ever say, hey, the chunk plays all the more better, man. If we ain't got to go 15, 16 plays, and that can go six or seven, and we get points on the board, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the less contact I got to take, the all the more better. Um, now, with these young guys, with Baker, obviously with Nick, um, you know, and, uh, you know, obviously on the defensive side of the ball, you know, Janard Avery, I mean, there's some rookies that have come in here, and, you know, when they first were drafted, it was like, wow, we're going to this team 0-16. But these guys are just hungry and just consummate. I mean, from everyone I talk to, consummate professionals show up every day, do the work that do the work that is required, do a little bit more than the work is required. How are they? You know, I mean, obviously now you're in your seventh year, seventh year, and you see them. And you know, are you impressed with what they're putting in day in day out? Oh, definitely. Um, I think they all came with great mindsets. No, I think one of the biggest things between the guys, you know, early success or failure is like, you know, how do they approach it? And, you know, each guy's, you know, they're different personality-wise. They all put in amazing amounts of work trying to get better every day. And obviously it's shown up right away. And I think that's one thing that we maybe saw with John Dorsey was maybe he was going to phase some of those guys out who weren't going to at least give the 100%, let alone the 110%. Guys, this is Locked On Browns here. Kevin Zeitler, kind enough to join us here. Um, look, guys, either way, I think he's going to sneak his way in the Pro Bowl, but I will say it. I think he deserved it regardless. Um, Kevin has been fantastic on tape. The PFF guys agree. Um, like I said earlier, Baker Mayfield's not getting touched. So, uh, But Locked On Cavaliers, guys, obviously it's not going very great over there. And if anybody can understand, it's the Browns fans. Look, you're, you're going to go through some rough spells before you rebound for some strong spells. Chris Manning covers Locked On Cavaliers. Does a fantastic job over there. Go ahead, give him a download. Now, as I want to move on a little further, now, we brought up Greg Robinson and another guy, Brashard Perriman. Now, Kevin, obviously things worked out well for you. A first-round pick, you kind of hit the ground running. Uh, you know, 71 out of 72 starts in your career in Cincinnati before you, fi- you signed your second contract. Came over here, you know, to the Cleveland Browns. You know, obviously you, you set yourself up for a pretty nice life with your family. But a guy like Greg, a guy like Brashard who didn't work out, and Greg now on his third stop, Brashard on his second What's it like looking at guys who are like you and seeing them, you know, trying to, you know, piecemeal their career back together? And they both have done a fantastic job with it. Bashard, you know, came in with a rep. Oh, he never catches the ball. You know, Ravens fans all the time. I can't believe you're telling Bashard Perriman. He always drops the ball. Well, guys, since I've been covering him here in Cleveland, he's caught everything and then some that's been thrown to him. And Greg, who just, you know, I know that Charles Bentley has been a big influence in him. Is it impressive to see these guys? Because, look, a lot of these guys, when it kind of flames out early, that's it. You don't hear from them. They're out of the league, and then all of a sudden, you know, things go wrong in their lives. But these guys are sticking to it and want to make sure that, you know, at the end of the day, people speak of them and say, hey, well, the guy spent eight years in the league. Yeah. Um, so, like, obviously, I'm very happy for the both of them. You know, Bashar came in, and all he's done is go to work. Kind of like you said about the other players earlier. And obviously, it's not translating to the field. And I think more than anything, maybe it just shows, you know, certain players, you know, the system they're in, it's, uh, you know, coaches around them, you know, sometimes it just clicks better at other places. And, you know, being uh, their team, and I'm just happy they're having success, you know, helping us win. Yeah, and they, they seem like a, you know, a good group of guys. And, and, you know, and one of the things is, is, you know, you have to kind of realize that maybe you were in a tough spot. And, you know, you have to just, you can't go in there with, you know, the chip on your shoulder. Oh, well, you know, I mean, if Greg, for example, he, oh, I was the second pick in the draft. Well, no, now you're on your third team. Let's go. Come in. Go to work with everybody else. And Greg has been a, you know, a relevation in that aspect. 
and Brashad is giving this team something they kind of needed, a, you know, a bigger guy who can get vertical. And I was calling for it, and I was like, he's going to hit these one of these weeks. He's going to hit these one of these weeks. And then the Carolina game, right off the bat, and it was like, all right, you guys scored early? Okay, boom, 66-yard, chunk play. Let's pound this in, and let's get to work. Yeah, um, uh, yeah. obviously, you know, that's a huge, you know, song group game anytime we talked about that. Anytime it's a chunk play, it helps. You know, it identifies with the whole team, and we just want to keep getting them. Now, um, defensively, now you got, you got, this is one thing that where you guys will do team drills and practice. I mean, you guys are getting some quality work because, I mean, more and more, whether it's Larry, whether it's Miles, you know, Jannard Avery, Emmanuel Ogba, you know, these guys, I mean, you guys got to get a lot out of practices. I mean, because these guys are fierce and they're quick. Yeah, um, you know, anytime we go competitive against the defense, you know, Greg brings every look under the sun. So we get a lot of work, we get a lot of, you know, we can see anything on any given day. So, you know, we really have to be in tune, you know, with all our rules and how to adjust, like, on the fly. So I think, you know, dealing with that all training camp, all season, you know, it's helped us, you know, face other teams. Now, you know, as far as some of your team- teammates on the defensive side of the ball, it seems like everybody's kind of had their day and their moment, whether it's a Demarius Randall, you know, a- which was a fantastic move. If you were going to take a quarterback at one, you were able to move a quarterback you know, and get the free safety that this team and Greg coveted and so desperately needed for his defense. But the emergence of a guy like Jabril Peppers, who now, you know, a great athlete, but now Jabril Peppers getting enough reps in a player in a spot where he's comfortable, almost kind of ad-libbing and able to read the situation and react to it. You know, when he was able to put together, and he's had some naysayers, oh, well, he can't make the plays down the field, but he put together a Denver game which is just crazy impressive because he kind of contributed in almost every aspect that he could at the safety position. Yeah, I mean, Jabril's having a heck of a year. You know, chose, you know, maybe it takes a, you know, a little longer than, you know, the first team to get in. But obviously he stuck to it. He's a great athlete. And now he's putting it together with knowing the game. And like you said, he just keeps getting better every week. And, you know, we'll take it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, not, not complaining. And <laughs> certainly not complaining. Um and now, one thing we talk about, and obviously this is part of your Wisconsin brotherhood, and we always kind of tease if we were going to draft players on the Browns' defense individually, he may go fourth, fifth, he may go sixth. But Joe, and it, 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 it was so evident when Joe was injured and out. What a key linchpin, and maybe this kind of goes almost back, and maybe you know with Greg, it kind of makes a little sense where it goes back to a little bit, you know, of the older days of football, of how important the middle linebacker is. But Joe just seems to be the guy that gets this you know, the engine of it, and everybody kind of peeks over and it makes sure they're in the spot they're supposed to be, but it's just something about a guy like I, and this is what always, you know, with these Wisconsin, with you guys from Wisconsin, you guys are, you know, true, you know, you guys come out pro-ready, but Joe, and just, and now Joe, this isn't what he did in Wisconsin, but what he's doing now, it just seems that this defense flows so much better when he is out there manning that mic position. Definitely. I mean, in all aspects, like Joe is a defensive coordinator on the field. He's that smart. He knows everything. He sets up everything. And, you know, he's one heck of an athlete the way he's able to run. So when you have a guy like that on the field, it's invaluable. It's just like he played for the Panthers. And, you know, he's a playmaker. And it's it's been fun to watch it because whether it's tackles, whether, you know, obviously you know, a couple of blitzes last week, um, it just seems like when you ask Joe, hey, this is what you got to do, Joe will do it and he will do it, you know, he will do it to the letter that he's asked to do it. And it's very, very impressive to watch. And he, he's a key, key aspect of that defense. 
there's a lot of talent, but sometimes you need somebody to kind of just be the ringleader. And Joe does a fantastic job with that. Guys, the Locked On NFL podcast with Matt Williamson does a fantastic job Monday through Friday, whether it's, you know, hosts like me on Mondays, you know, for the uh, weekend wrap, whether it's, you know, Tuesdays with Sage Rosenfeld, Mike Renner from Pro Football Focus on Wednesdays, Mike Sando from ESPN on Thursdays. Matt does his Pick'em show on Friday. Matt Williamson, Locked On NFL podcast. Guys, if it's not in rotation, I suggest you make it part of it. Now, we are headed down to Baltimore, um, and the thing is, it's going to be a little bit different. Um, you know, look, the first game you guys won in a close, close contest, you know, Derek Willies with, uh, you know, Derek, you know, yeah, hopefully comes back next year, huge part of this team, but even still, uh, you know, Derek probably won't ever have to pay for a meal in Cleveland anytime he pops into town or however, <laughs> however the rest of his life goes. But, you know, other, other receivers, Nick Chubb now a more bigger part of this offense, and, and look, 7-8-1, look, I, I don't think it matters. You guys have had a phenomenal year and done a huge job in destroying all the old bad culture here and re- you know, basically lighting up a flame. But how important is 8-7-1 to you guys? Um, I think everyone's taken very seriously. You know, kind of like we talked about earlier, the way last year went, you know, we want to keep this going. We have, you know, this is a completely different feeling from last year at this point, and we want to keep it rolling and, you know, end the season right. Now, whether it's four games in a row, whether it's four one and one, I mean, there's a lot at stake here, and it, 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 I think it's got to be a nice, I mean, a nice partake to go into the off season saying, "Hey, look, we already know we can play everybody in our conference. We'll worry about it." But four one and one, that's really, really impressive to take into an off season, especially after one and thirty one over the last two seasons. Oh uh, yeah, you know, I think it's just you know we're learning, you know. We got the win, and then it's okay. We can win a game after another, and we can keep it going. So finishing it off right would just really be, you know, the cherry on top. There's no question about it. Um, now, Joe, um, obviously, you know, it's going to be a little bit different, obviously, like I said as well, Lamar Jackson with them. And, you know, maybe, who knows, I mean, this could end up being a Baltimore-Pittsburgh, I mean, Baltimore-Cleveland division here over the next couple of years where you guys are battling that with the young quarterbacks. You know, Ben, I mean, what we keep saying about the, about these older quarterbacks, ah, you know, their time will end soon. Um, but you know, they, they always seem to find a way to trot themselves back out every you know every late July to into camp. So it's going to be fun. And now, you know, Baltimore, now here's a place. It, it, it's not an ex- extremely tough place to play. But, I mean, there's going to be a lot. You know, I mean, they're, they're playing for division. They control their own destiny. You guys would like to ruin that party or what? I mean, I don't think we think about it like that. I think we think about this is our last game. We have to play our game, and obviously we want to get the win, and whatever happens, happens. <laughs> okay, now talk to me a little bit about Greg and Freddie themselves. I mean, obviously just a crazy situation, you know, the way it all went down, and now, okay, your defensive coordinator's head coach. And maybe a couple of words on Freddie, because, and I'll admit, me, me and a couple of the guys on the show, I, I, for some reason we called him Todd the first couple of times before we got to know who he was. We'll always call him Freddie now. But, I mean, how well did you know Freddie, and did you know well enough to say, wow, this guy can coach if he ever got the shot? Or was he kind of a little bit of mystery to you guys, too? I mean, you know, the year started out, he was uh, the running back coach. You know, we got, you know, we knew him through the run game meetings and whatnot. Um, But, you know, that whole day when everything changed, it was quite a shock to everyone. And, you know, we were curious. And, obviously, Freddie's found his rhythm. He knows how to get a nice game flow or, you know, fight through tough times. And it's all been for the good of the team. All right. Before we start to put a close on this, um, obviously the Houston game did not work out for you guys the way it wanted. But one of the things going into it, it was like, wow, this pass rush from Houston. These guys can bring it. There's a bunch of them. There's a bunch of them. 
you guys had a ridiculously good day. And it was another one of these days where, you know, Baker barely got touched. You know, what was the key in slowing down? I mean, because they, I mean, they, they have like three or four Miles Garrett's on that team. <laughs> um, yeah, there's no doubt about that. Houston's very talented, and I'd even, I definitely put this uh, Ravens group right up there with them. Um, but, you know, you know, we were just able to, you know, each individual guy, you know, we each uh, knew what we had to do. We knew how good they were, and we were able to do the things we needed to do. And, you know, in the end, it just worked, went our way. <laughs> <laughs> um, now, just one thing here. Give me, in your opinion, someone on the team who maybe hasn't gotten enough credit that they deserve this year for their play. Um, I think we talked about it earlier, but I think J.C. Treader, you know, playing through that injury all year has been unbelievable. Like, you know, we joke all the time if we have that injury, I don't know if we could be out there because <laughs> it was pretty rough. But obviously, you know, he's been able to keep playing, but also as he's been getting healthier every week, so... You know, that's uh, pretty big, and, you know, I think that should be acknowledged with, um, you know, how well he's done with it. Now, uh, obviously, look, regardless, and as much as it stings for all of us Browns, it, it, for Browns fans and listeners, it, you know, Sunday, this is it for the 2018 season. Kevin, do you already kind of have an approach in place about how you handle your offseason? Um, yeah, I do. You know, being this going, I'll be going into year eight now. This will be my seventh offseason. So I, I've got a pretty good routine. I know like how much time to take off, when to start getting back into it, when to really get after it, when to focus on football, when to focus on other things. So you know I got a good kind of uh, you know plan set up till we get back for OTAs. Okay, well, and just and you know before I let you go here, Kevin, you got to understand that next year it's not going to be the same. We're going to be playing a lot longer next year, so uh, you're going to have to shave maybe hopefully you know anywhere from four to five weeks off that offseason next year. Yep, and I'd be absolutely okay with that. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely. Um, this has been Locked On Browns. Kevin Zeitler, nice enough to join you. Um, Kevin, please tell Sarah thank you. Please tell Sarah thank you. And you got yourself a good one, just like I do. Um, you know, I, I, she's. You know, I, I love to see the way you know somebody can support their spouse, and she's definitely cool with that. And the other thing is, I have two daughters, so mine are twelve and almost eleven. So by the time you're wrapping this football thing up. Throw me a line because you're not ready for that life, Kevin. You're not ready for it. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure it'll be a, quite the experience as she gets older. <laughs> yes, yeah, when you have you know a, basically a second you know woman living in the house with you, it definitely gets crazy. Guys, it's been Lockdown Browns. Kevin Seitler, nice enough to join us here. Um, you know, uh, guys, go ahead follow the Lockdown Browns Twitter account. We always keep it a follow back. Follow me personally at Jeff LJ underscore Lloyd. Follow me over there as well, guys. iTunes rating reviews are always fantastic and appreciated. As we always say on Locked On Browns, as we put it to a close, LGB on the LOB. Let's go, Browns.